Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up with Kevin Love? Where does that stand? What might happen here? Let's go to the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. The man who covers everything there is to cover in Cleveland sports for the Associated Press joins us, Mr. Tom Withers. Hi, Tom. Hello. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Andy. How you guys doing? Good. Well, we are well. Uh, reports about Kevin Love and a possible buyout. You're all over stuff. What's the latest? Uh, you know, the latest is that they are in discussions. I don't. Um, from what I've been told, we are not at a finalizing stage yet. I think what's going to happen, Jeff. And Andy is over the next couple of days. I think, you know, the all-star break gives them, obviously, everybody a little bit of a break here to to kind of assess where things are. You know, Kevin personally and, you know, what he wants to do going forward. Uh, the team in um, trying to figure out if they're that if he's a player that they want to allow get on the market all of a sudden. So, um, you know, these things can be. Uh, behind the scenes can be very, very interesting. You know, there have been cases in the past where, you know, teams have agreed to a buyout with a player um, knowing that he's not going to then go to a contending team that could end up beating him in the playoffs because, I mean, it's a, it's a rare situation for a team like the Cavs, who are the number four team in the East right now, to be potentially, you know, putting a player of that caliber on the market. You know, a, a player obviously with championship pedigree, um, well-respected, uh, a player who feels like he can still, you know, contribute and, and help to a team that's that's going after a title. So this one, um, I don't think we're at the finish line yet, but, uh, you know, from what I've been told, they are in discussions for we, what we thought, you know, might be inevitable last week. Why are we at this point, Tom? Well, Why are we here? Good question, so Andy. I think there's a lot of things going on here, guys, and I don't have to tell you. Um, listen, I think we would all acknowledge that Kevin Love's willingness – and his acceptance to take on a lesser role last year had a lot to do with that team's turnaround. I mean, it was a, it was a buy-in by him as a five-time all-star that really sent a message up and down that roster to the players. And, um, you know, you could, you could see that the way that it the trickle down effect that it had on the floor, you know, I think Ricky Rubio had a, had a, a big part in that as well. And I think Ricky Rubio's arrival here in, in Cleveland had a lot to do with, perhaps Kevin's willingness to, to take on that lesser role. 
So I think the other issue that you had this year is that he got off to a good start, and then he did have the thumb injury, which was clearly affecting his shot. I mean, you know, I, I think we've all watched Kevin long enough to notice when <laughs> the rotation on his shot isn't the same, that, that something's wrong. And so I think he, you know, he maybe fell out of favor a little bit with JB in terms of whether or not he could, he could use him. And then, you know, obviously there are defensive limitations that Kevin has now as a 34 year old player, you know, they're going to put him out there on the floor and, and teams down the stretch of games are going to identify him as a weakness and put him in awkward, you know, pick and roll situations and, and attack him. So I think that's part of it. You know, you also have Dean Wade, who's a player that the Cavs are very high on who was dealing with injuries. And he finally came back. Ricky Rubio finally came back. I think JB has spent the entire year trying to figure out what he does or doesn't have in his bench, how to figure out the rotation, when to use Karis LeVert. Is Isaac Okoro a starter or not? So I think there's all these variables have, have come into play and I think had an impact on on Kevin and his role. I will tell you, tell you guys, after sitting down with him for an extended period, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we were dealing with all this, you know, LeBron breaking Jabbar's record and stuff, you know, Kevin still feels he can play at a, at a high caliber and that he can be a contributor for this team or for any other team. So that's why I think this is a very unique situation as we're, as we're dealing with here. Tom, do you think he can play? I do think he can play. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I like the guy, because I do like the guy. I think he's been, I think he's been a, a, a terrific player here for a long time. You know, obviously he's a, he's the last link that we have to that 2016 championship team. I think, you know, it's, it's interesting to me too, guys, how, you know, Kevin has gone from being kind of a, not a target of fan abuse, but certainly, you know, a player that kind of stood out during those years after LeBron left as someone that, you know, people pointed at and said, well, my God, he's making $130 million, this, that, and the other thing. And then, you know, Kevin's very, you know, public, you know, discussions about his, his mental health issues, I think has made him a very endearing player here. And I, you know, and even in talking to him last week, you know, I think his, his jersey is going to be retired here at some point. I think there's going to be four players off that championship team that end up having their jerseys hung in the rafters here. And so um, I, to your original question, Jeff, I, I do think he can play. Now, listen, is he going to get, is he going to give you, you know, 33 good minutes a game? No, that's not who he is, but I think he's still a good locker room guy. He's been through the, the wars of postseason. He knows what he can do, and I still think he can, he can knock down a big shot for you when you need one. And that is why I'm surprised that he's out of the rotation, Tom. I am too, Jeff. And, and you've, as you've probably noticed, I think I've asked that question at two of the last three availabilities with J.B. Mm -hmm. Bickerstaff. I've really been scratching my head over it because there's been moments in games where I'm thinking, boy, this would be a good spot for Kevin Love right here. You know, whether it's a, a situation in a third quarter where a team may need a spark or, you know, somebody gets into foul trouble. And it just seems like, you know, Again, JB has got a lot of things he's trying to figure out with this group, right? He's is it is it better to play a dominant kind of three guard offense? You know, when do you use the twin towers together? You know, there's a lot of things in terms of the basketball that I think this Cavaliers team is still figuring out. But I really, I'll be honest, it's 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 really been a head scratcher to me over the last couple of weeks that that Kevin hasn't gotten any run at all. Tom, I know we spend a lot of time as a media looking at the players who are on the floor. Mm -hmm. The situation here is we're talking about a guy who has given them so much on the floor but now isn't. And when you yeah. get into that situation, it's hard not to think, well, if he's not hurt, he doesn't have the trust of the coach or something's yeah. not right with the coach. I mean, I just – that's not unique to Kevin. That's just 
history no, will tell you yeah. that, right? That's, I mean, that's sports in general. Yeah, yeah, you could be talking about a fifth grade basketball team and, and be the same way. And by all accounts, are guys, you benching fifth graders again? Come on, not Tom. again. Okay. No, I wouldn't. That was a long time ago. Okay, uh, by all <laughs> accounts, by all accounts, Kevin has been a great citizen and a good teammate throughout all this. You know, I wasn't with the team last night, but I'll tell you guys. You know, Monday night in the locker room post game, you know, he was in there, you know, joking around with Lamar Stevens and Darius Garland and and kind of yucking it up and, um, you know, still seems to be very connected during games, encouraging his teammates, et cetera. You know, I wondered, guys, and I, you know, I, I tried to make the connection when it happened. You know, while I thought the Danny Green signing was a nice move by this team because I think, Jeff, you would agree you were around Danny as much as I was. I mean, he's a he's a wonderful guy. Yeah, nice he's guy. much like Kevin Love in that, you know, this is what he's got left, right? He's a guy that can he can obviously play, play better defense, I think, than Kevin at this point. Um, but he's a guy who can, you know, show this young team and lead by example on and off the floor. Also a guy that can contribute for you on the floor. And I just felt like, wow, if they're bringing Danny Green in, that even pushes Kevin further down the, down this bench. So, you know, I thought that was interesting when it happened in terms of trying to, you know, find the connections and the parallel between those two situations. Tom, did we get a hint about something, something funny here last year during the, the play in tournament? Yeah. When he didn't get it, he didn't play in the second half, right? Well, it, yeah. Against Brooklyn in that first game, he had a double, double 14 and 13. Yeah. And then he played 10 minutes against Atlanta in the do-or-die game where you win or you go home. Yep. And Kevin only yep. played 10 minutes. Yeah, and not at all. I don't think at all in the second half, Jeff, yeah. as I recall. Took two shots in the game. Yeah, and I think, you know, again, I think that was a situation where they felt like, you know, they were going to find ways to put him in, in pick-and-roll situations with, with Trey Young, and that was just not something that, that JV was was willing to to risk. Now, did it happen? No. Would it have happened had they gone out there? Yeah, but we, probably. But, you know, we don't know because he wasn't on the floor. So, I don't know, Jeff. It's been, um, you know, listen, much like Kevin loves nine years here, right? And I've been, you know, trying to do another write-through on one of my stories today. I mean, it's been – he's had a little bit of everything since he's been here, right? I mean, I, I spoke to him last week about this as well. It, it, he was very empathetic to what Karis LeVert has had to deal with here in terms of – a guy who came in and was expected to change his role dramatically. Think about what Kevin Love went through those first couple of years when he got here, right, to join a team that had, you know, the, the greatest player arguably yeah. in the history of the game as well as Kyrie Irving. And how do I fit when I've been the man in Minnesota? Now I'm the, the third option at best. And so, um, yeah, I, you know, to your point, I think we've seen um, signs of this for a long time now, and, and now it's finally reaching ahead. Can you project on this team then? If how far can they go without a bench? Uh, like that's my, like, yeah. I, I, it's been a fun year to watch this team. I, I mean, okay. I'm really enjoying it, but I'm just wondering, okay, how deep can they go? And can I like? I think the first question is, can they land in the top four even just to get to the playoffs? I think they will now, especially because of what Brooklyn did. I, I do think that uh, there's no reason why the Cavs shouldn't, especially based on the schedule coming up, that they shouldn't be able to hold on to one of those spots, but. As I've, as I've talked to you guys about since the beginning of this season, I think everybody is still getting a little bit too far over their skis in terms of what the expectation should be for this team. The expectation to me for this team should be to make the playoffs, to potentially win a first-round series, and then advance and get the experience for Darius Garland and Evan Mobley, who have yet to play a playoff game. To me, that's, 
the biggest thing that, that has to happen this season. Now, did the Donovan Mitchell uh, situation change things? Sure. Much like it, much like the Deshaun Watson situation changed the Browns. Absolutely. Should they make a run for an NBA title within the next five years while he's here or whether they extend him or not? No question about it. But I think as far as this year is concerned, Andy, it's about getting in the playoffs, getting that experience and, and who knows? I mean, the East does seem to be, you know, fairly wide open. I think we can all agree that Boston and Milwaukee are, are clearly the cream of the crop, but I think the Cavs then fit into that three, four, five thing. And if you get hot, you stay healthy, as we all know, as we've all known and experienced over the last couple of years here. It's about who's on the floor as much as anything come playoff time. So they get hot, they get the right matchup. You never know, you find yourself in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think that's out of the question at all, Andy. Let me ask you a football question. You watched the Super Bowl. Did you have Brown's thoughts while watching the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, I think we all, I think we all do as fans and as, as media members, don't we? Like yes. when you're watching those teams out there, you're trying to say, okay, can I really see this Browns team ever getting to this level? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, Jeff, I, I did at times. The thing that's, that continues to stick out for me um, with a lot of these teams is, Listen, the Browns are lacking at several spots, right? We've all identified that they need another wide receiver, that they clearly need an upgraded defensive tackle, their linebackers need to get bigger, all those kinds of things. I still come down to them needing that that fast, twitchy guy on offense that you can run jet sweeps with, that you can get the ball too quickly with one or two step drops. It seems like every team in the playoffs seem to have that guy, and the Browns don't have him. Now, that's not to say that Anthony Schwartz, you know, if he's able to get over, to overcome some things, can't become that kind of guy. That's not to say that that Grant, who missed all of last year with the with the knee injury, can't be a, a wide receiving threat and a, and a punt return threat for them, or that they find somebody. But they they need that guy in that offense, the guy that can take the top off, and just that that quickness that I think the Browns lack. Um, not to say that you know David Njoku can't be that kind of a player at the tight end position, much like Travis Kelsey is. But again, he's not that, that smaller guy that you can put in motion just to, to get the defense off balance. And I think that, that's what stood out to me in watching those two teams, that the Browns don't have that kind of a guy right now on their roster. What was your favorite story from the Super Bowl this year? I mean, you've covered huh. so many stories. I mean, curious. the Kelsey, the Kelsey story was so great because it was local. You know, it was really, I thought it was real touching to see the way that both Jason and and Travis were, you know, moved to tears even yesterday or the day before in, in talking about what it meant to have their mom and dad there and how, um, you know, they, they got to live that moment through them and vice versa. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I tell you what, from a football standpoint, guys, you know, Andy Reid has really solidified himself as, as one of the great coaches of our generation. And I think, you know, it's not too too much of a stretch now to talk about Patrick Mahomes moving himself into that into that Brady Montana, you know, conversation down the road here. So um, I think it's pretty remarkable that the Chiefs were able to to maintain this level of excellence over the last couple of years. I think we all forget too that you know they blew that lead last year in the AFC Championship game. Otherwise, we might be talking about another Super Bowl title for them. So um, yeah, a lot of good storylines. You know, it's um, it's interesting too how we're all kind of going through a little bit of a, a lack of football withdrawal right now, right? So I guess it is good that we have. Uh, you know, NBA things and, and the warmth of spring training to talk about coming up. That's right. We can root for New Jersey or Pittsburgh down at the Hall of Fame during the USFL. <laughs> It'll be USFL. great. Tom, thanks go. for your time, buddy. Thanks, Tom. And-
Anytime, fellas. See Tom Withers, Associated Press, joining us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. It's not news until Tom Withers says so. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.